1: Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can t- follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Uh, Landon, we're going to ignore all the NBA stuff that happened over the last uh, day because I don't want to talk about it and get sad again. Instead, let's talk about OTAs. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, that's fine. I'm just gonna have to drown out the sounds of my uh, city burning to the ground because the Lakers were eliminated. Oh, I mentioned it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I sorry. Didn't mean,
1: me too. Sorry, it's, all right. it's <laughs> all right. Just rubbing salt in that wound. Um, all right, Landon. So, Cowboys uh, had their second OTA practice that was open to the media. Uh, on was out Thursday. I'm getting my days mixed up. Now. I know, Thursday. right? Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. Um, there's only about a million and a half nuggets that we have to get through here. So I'm gonna actually allow you to go first. What was what was the biggest takeaway that you had from this this OTA practice?
0: Man, um I, I, I think you know the, the biggest thing you know kind of overall I, I took away if we're talking about on the field I mean because there are there's so much there's so much oh, that, yeah. between, between interviews between what happened and um I think that the most encouraging thing to me was how the defensive backs uh played yesterday um I mean I, we got encouraging reports from Trayvon Diggs from Anthony mm-hmm. Brown from uh you know he, despite Brown getting lambed, yeah. uh yeah he uh he, it sounds like he had a good day uh and again nation Wright who um who seemingly I mean again Sigmund Bloom the drumbeat, right like the, the constant yeah. the, yep. the the constant drum beat that's what you're looking for with these guys it's good news that they've integrated with the rest of the vets and 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 guys like him are, start, are starting to still make plays um that's really encouraging so i to me that's the that's the most encouraging thing because that's the thing i'm the most worried about
1: all right so let's let's go ahead and talk about those defensive backs uh Chavon Diggs, by all counts had a good day no Kel- kelvin joseph it sounds like there was a combination of uh, maybe he was a little under the weather on Thursday, and I think the Cowboys also want to to get him in better shape before he goes out there and practice. Um, that's the 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 nicest yeah. possible way. that I can Very play kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I I'm not concerned about it. I think once we get to training camp, everything will be fine. Um, I want to talk about Anthony Brown because Michael Galkin uh, of the Dallas Morning News uh, mentioned that. Brown is now the favorite to start as the outside cornerback opposite of Trayvon Diggs in week one. Is that surprising to you at all?
0: Uh, I mean, it, there's levels there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's – it's surprising because obviously we're thinking of Joseph going there, but we, you know, we don't really know if he's going to be able to catch up in time to kind of get earn that spot. We'll, well see.
1: In at, at the same time, do you want him covering Mike Evans one on one in his first game?
0: Do you want Anthony Brown doing that? No, but it's, I not, mean, great, it's, not, it's, it's not great options All around, for, frankly, this is why they need um, to go out and get a
1: veteran corner, right?
0: Well, you know, look, I, I like. I mean, I don't think Anthony Brown's a bad player. And no, I don't I, and either. I, I don't think he's a, a bad guy to start on the outside, you know, in the spot situation, but, but I, I mean, if he's the, I mean, I guess he's not going to be the long-term solution as your second cornerback because ultimately Joseph will take that spot or maybe always right no at this point. yeah, Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so I, I, think it's, it's surprising in the sense that we always assume Brown would be the starter at nickel and, um, uh, it's not surprising in the sense that if Joseph's not ready yet, then I mean, who else would be the you know assumed starter at the outside corner if it isn't Brown no. uh, outside of somebody you know that they signed? Yeah, but, but yeah. The, as of right now, Brown would be the second you know corner on this team if if Joseph isn't available. I, I guess I, th- I think you're right. I just
1: I'd never even really thought about it. I just kind of assumed that Kelvin Joseph is going to be the starter. Right. Because when you draft that guy at 44 or wherever they drafted him, you just kind of think he's going to be in the lineup. But I think there's a good chance that the Cowboys decide, hey, let's play Anthony Brown on the outside. Let's kind of work Kelvin Joseph in. And then when we get maybe halfway into the season or a bit before that
0: uh, we'll turn to Joseph, but well, real quick, all these guys, all these guys are, are going to play. That's the thing. Yep. So, so uh, he'll get opportunities to work his way into earning that starting spot, and and I assume that that's yep. likely what it will be. Right? They'll just portion out uh, snaps to him until eventually he's the starting guy.
1: Nation, right? What what do we think about? I mean, again, when you we only get limited stuff from OTAs. The like Cowboys have had practices that we haven't seen yet. Uh, and we don't see every snap, but it does sound like, Landon, he's made plays, right? And I think he had another interception yesterday. Uh, he yeah. had one just a couple days ago. Is there a chance that he is much further along than we ever anticipated?
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's certainly possible. And, and again, like, Look, even now, after he's been drafted, like uh, I guarantee you that we haven't watched as much tape as they have of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just of what is available for Oregon State. Is there also just a chance
1: that he's finally in the right scheme for him?
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be all those things. You know, look, it, it, it's it, it's one of those things where he had so little tape beforehand. We He was completely Ooh. off our radar. So we all scramble afterwards to kind of you know watch this. But they uh, we don't know how long this guy was on their radar. You know what I'm saying? Like they they may have been, pegged this guy and said, look, he's he's clearly playing out of. Uh, out of position in a defense that doesn't necessarily fit him we think that a scheme change that you know accentuates his abilities could really help him shine and 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 maybe that's what we're seeing right is that he is you know the concern was can can he turn can he can he is he does he have the short area uh, quickness and explosion to kind of to do the job you know against some of these uh, smaller receivers and and what we've heard I mean again I've never even seen a single snap with this dude mm-hmm. with a Cowboys jersey on yet. So, yep, yep. Uh, but what we've heard is that he's breaking on underneath routes. He's seeing, he, he seems to be seeing things correctly. Uh, and he has the, uh, the uh, athleticism. And then of course the length to get to the ball and, and to, and to uh, either, you know, knock it down or intercept it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that there is a very high possibility that he could be a better pro than he was a college player. I will say this. I've, I talked
1: to somebody yesterday afternoon who has been at all the practices, not just the ones available to the media, and they said the flashes are just incredible. Like you could see like Brandon Brown or Richard Sherman plays from him that there's only a couple guys in the world that can make those kind of – the past deflections, the interceptions. The biggest problem is the inconsistency. The, fo- the footwork and the technique still needs a lot of work. But I think the team is really excited about what he could become in 2022, 2023. I, I don't think they're relying on him at all to play this year. I really don't.
0: These, these, you know, long corners, like, we we didn't see any of these flashes with with some of the – I mean, we did eventually. But, like, uh, like I mean, I think about, uh, you know, some of these really long guys that Chris Richard had, right? Like, those sure. guys sat on the back end of the roster – never really doing any doing much for a while and and even after they developed the fact that he's doing this already like and he hasn't even kind of cleaned up the footwork and everything else that that goes along with kind of becoming a pro uh I, i think that's a really good sign
1: all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next box at Built Bar. Dot com. I also want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today all right landon um i want to get we're going to get back to practice in a second but i want to go through some some interesting media bites and quotes from after practice there were a lot (laughs) there were a lot i mean we could do a whole show on just the quotes but yeah um three of them really quickly Mm-hmm. Lyle Collins says he's down to the lightest he's ever played at. I think he said 320. The goal is to get no. down. Or he's, he's down three, to 310.
0: He, no, he was at 310. The goal is to get down to 308. I thought, 308 that's it? what it was. He was at yeah. 320.
1: He said he lost 10 pounds, and the goal is to, to cut a couple more pounds. So yeah. that's good news. Yes. Tyron Smith said that he got the neck fixed, and the goal is to play as long as he can, not just a, you know, a one-year thing. This sounds like Tyron Smith wants to play for a long, long time. And then Leighton Van Resch. Um, <laughs> did he throw Mike Nolan under the bus and then back up right over him? Mean, what do you want to say about Leighton Van Resch?
0: I mean, he sure didn't try very hard to avoid hitting <laughs> poor poor Coach Nolan who was laying in the middle of the street. Uh, you know, uh, the funny part was that he, he tried to do it in a very kind of... Political, uh, nice. Politically <laughs> correct, like, nice way, but it did not come off no. that way. And, no, and, and, no. and he just is, doesn't have that kind of tact, I don't think. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's start there. I, I think... His comments clearly showed the frustration that a lot of the players had with the defense last year. Uh, he talked about a lot of the things that that we talked about, you know, that that you know, beyond the fact that uh, it was a switch in defense, they were also ha- you know having to deal with all of this in a COVID year uh, with probably a bunch of coaches who you know took three weeks to learn how to run a Zoom room, so you know I, I i you could sense the the real frustration and and the willing the the want to to kind of move on there um you know from leighton vanderesh and he clearly seemed very excited uh as i mean as is everybody who's spoke uh spoken about dan quinn it's really mm-hmm. just to a man it's every single person uh who's been asked about quinn has, has spoken very glowingly um and then going back to uh, what were the other two, was Tyron well, Smith. Well, real, real quick, I, oh, want yeah. to just, I want to finish up on Leighton. He had a really good Please. answer. They
1: asked him about Micah Parsons, um, Yes, oh, about about the Cowboys drafting Micah Parsons. He said, the goal is to compete against each other, not with each other. That's what makes a team good. I really like that answer, and I think if the Cowboys can actually – if Van and Jalen and – Keon and neil they can all embrace that hey we're competing against each other for the best guy to get snaps that is what's going to make this team really good and it's not yeah. pouting because okay hey jalen's on the field and layton's not that's that's what my fear has always been doesn't sound like that's an issue right now
0: yeah it doesn't sound like they're they're worried about it you know no, and i no. i mean i mean the honest to god's truth is that all these guys are going to play a ton of snaps even if everybody's healthy and yeah. and let's spoiler alert they probably aren't going to all be healthy. It's just the nature so, of the
1: linebacker position, right? Exactly.
0: So uh, it, 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 there's plenty of opportunity for everybody, uh, you know. So we'll 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 see exactly how it all shapes out. I know well, that. And,
1: like, it, it, you know. As I say, McCarthy right. even mentioned, I believe it was in that that video with Chris Collinsworth, that our linebacker rotation is going to be very much dependent on the offense that we're going against, the down and yeah. distance, the you know, just the, the how the game is going. It's not going to be a static thing where. Okay, Leighton Van Resch and Jalen Smith are our starters, and they're going to play ninety nine percent of the snaps. Just, I don't just don't think that's what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm, I was actually going to try to find that quote, but like it, you know, I thought it was really interesting that he, you know, very much and by he I mean uh, uh, McCarthy, McCarthy went out of his way to uh, to kind of mention that they were trying to. uh be very personnel group based and, and trying to s- swap out a bunch of personnel groups, because that's what we've we've been talking about. Right. That's what we've been suggesting is is probably what they're going to do is is find ways to deploy these guys in, in a variety of, of personnel packages uh, and then, you know, to, to try to get the best combination that matches up with who they're facing that week. And I think right. that's really exciting. Right. Uh, let's go back to the offensive lineman Tyron yeah. with his neck
1: and Lyle with his weight. I mean, if you want to talk about the the most important takeaways from OTAs, uh, the comments from those two guys, I think are what gets me the most excited to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> and you know our good friend Joey Ikes was joking with us about it that you know no one and this isn't his but everyone says this no one ha- used to have a, a uh, how's it no one used to have a bad back right yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, don't yeah. Get, you don't get better from a back yes but but this is clearly then a neck this the neck issue that he had that Tyron had surgery for clearly has been an issue for him for a while for multiple seasons yeah. right yeah. they have requested him to have surgery multiple times because it started with
1: stingers right like he he would get stingers in games and then he would miss two or three games at a time for a stinger and you thought okay that's a little strange and then he gets gets it fixed and now all of a sudden he feels like he's in the best shape of his life i think that's interesting
0: yeah i mean i think you know and i i also think that it makes sense that that neck injury uh, you know, that unresolved neck issue would also be kind of daisy chaining down to his back. Right. Cause yep. it's all part yep. of the same structure essentially. So, um, I, you know, I'm not suggesting that, that suddenly Tyron Smith's got a, a, a good back, but what I am saying is that there could be a possibility that a lot of his back issues have been because of the neck that he never yeah. got fixed until just now. So I, I think it's – I'm really excited to see what he's what he's uh, got. I mean, the fact that he's actually was able to work out a little bit more this year than he had yeah. been in a long time. I'm he got shocked a that bit he's more. at OTAs. Like, you know how cool yeah. it is that he's actually at OTAs? Because yeah. when they were – when
1: he was out for the season, what was that, week three or whatever, I just assumed like, okay, we might not even see him in training camp. Like, they're just going yeah. to rest him as much as possible. And the fact that he's been – out there and participating in both of the OTAs that we've seen so far, that's got to be great news, right?
0: And 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 also on top of that, more great news is that it sounds like he really uh, spent a lot of time this offseason working on getting flexible yep. and, and working on flexibility. And I think that's really going to help his aging a lot. Well, you know, I, I, I also think fun.
1: it's very important that. I mean it sounds like he wants to play for a long time. Like I yeah. think there were some concerns, yeah. hey, he, he might only be a one-year player and you're going to move on after this year. If Tyron's healthy, you're not moving on from it. Like I don't care and, like what the salary is. You're not moving on from him.
0: And and that may kind of explain some of the difference in our perceived need for offensive tackle versus what their perceived need was like as you know I'm not saying suggesting that they shouldn't have drafted Slater or whatever but I but I think that you know it was very clear like when we kind of started to get more information from the Cowboys about the draft that they weren't as interested in offensive tackle as you know the draft Nick community thought they were not in the first two rounds right certainly not yeah yeah um Lyle so we've actually
1: talked about Lyle's weight a little bit on this show over the last, I don't know, 12 months, but listen, he had double hip surgery. And when you have double hip surgery, you can't move. Right. And even before that, before going back to OTAs and training camp, it was really bothering him. So he didn't work out any extra because he didn't want to push himself and injure himself. So he came into training camp way out of shape. Shouldn't have surprised anybody. He got to surgery and now he is down to 310 pounds and that's the ideal weight for him. If he can play at 310, 315, I think you're going to get – assuming the hips are good, I think you're going to get that borderline Pro Bowl right tackle again.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the other uh, the other angle of this too was, was the COVID situation. I think if he had been able to come in and see Britt Brown every single day, sure. Britt would have, like, poked him in the stomach and said, hey, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Go work yeah, out. You know, it's like – you and listen – I'm not saying Lyle's like, it's not a lazy thing. I, I think that there was a lot of confusion about what to do considering sure. he had hip issues and the COVID situation. They didn't know what the season, if there was going to be a season, they didn't know mm-hmm. what anything was going to be. So that probably made the, the, the kind of calculus of, should I push myself? Should I not push myself even more difficult for Lael?
1: All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Uh, basketball season, unfortunately, is still in no. full swing. We've got baseball. Uh, you can check out all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch or the next tip off, head over to Bet Online or your lap- on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Oh, jeez, bet online. Uh, Head to the (laughs) website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome (laughs) bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Guess what I won't be doing is betting on the Lakers. It's a different story. Uh... Uh, Hey, real right. quick,
0: real quick, can I can I can I give this quote that the, the sure. exact quote McCarthy? gave? So it's in regards to the defense this year with all these linebackers. The quote was, "It's more about personnel groups matchups. That's what we're really focused on." Yes. That yes. was music to my ears. It, it flew by on the podcast with, with Chris Collingsworth yeah. and and a whole bunch of fluff about a whole bunch of stuff that didn't matter. That line right there. That's what I've been waiting to hear either Dan Quinn or Mike McCarthy say for a while because that unlocks the key to understanding what they're doing defensively. That's why they've gotten these wide variety of role players is so they can deploy a multitude of personnel groups, which will then allow these players to thrive in whatever role they're in.
1: Did you see the picture of Keanu Neal, how jacked he is? Like he's, no. he's not a safety anymore. Oh, I bet man. he's a good I gotta... 235. I, I mean, he I... is, he is jacked.
0: I saw him like in the interview or whatever that he gave uh, and he looked – but he was sitting yeah, down. He's, he's, so he's really rocked tell. out. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got to check that out for he,
1: sure. He He's not playing many snaps at safety this year. Let I me mean, let me just <laughs> tell you that. Um, yeah. A couple quick hitters right here. Um, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Quick. We're going to talk about this, huh? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sl- Slim Zeke is a good Zeke for me, right? Like I think he needed a year to like realize what the pace of this offense is going to be. Under Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, and realize, hey, we don't need you to be this battering ram anymore that goes up against eight, nine man boxes. We need you to be a slasher that can get downhill quickly. I you, I really like what I've seen from Zeke so far.
0: You've been talking to Des, huh? Is what, is it is? He's, he tweeted the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He tweeted the yeah. same thing, saying, "You know, look, it, it, this is more now. His body t- type is more of a fit for what McCarthy wants mm-hmm. to do." Um, and 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 hopefully that means better success for him as well. Uh, I personally think you need to tweet out a picture of him and go and go. Is Zeke skinny? Is Zeke too skinny? <laughs> like yeah, like, just, just, Is there just see how Twitter reacts. Yeah. Look and, and beyond that too. Like we 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 saw. I mean, you know, look, we're freaks for the Cowboys, so we we yeah. watched the social media videos of these guys working out and, and try to glean things. You know, and that was exciting to see. But at the same time, it's like you know these are workout videos they're done by this the the places where they go to work out so you know it's basically advertising for them but to get him to see him get into practice and to have you know broadest and some of the other uh, uh reporters that were on site to kind of confirm Hey, he looks different. He looks quicker. He looks yes. skinnier. That's super exciting. Really I'm is. all about as players get
1: older, them slimming down, right? We've seen this yeah. time and time again for players, because when you get older, you just can't carry that weight as well as you did when you're 21, 22 years old. I think it's a better thing for Zeke in his career. I think it's a better thing for the Cowboys. Uh, I think, just, I think it's just better for everybody. It's a better um, fit for this offense too. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. A couple more. Um Tony Pollard, practicing at receiver. Uh, I saw a lot of people freaking out at Twitter uh, on Twitter. Nothing to be concerned about, right? He is a it's former a, receiver.
0: It's a non-story. It's I a mean, non-story. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He's, a, he's a former wide receiver, and I think four wide receivers were sick last, last week, so they yeah. just played him there. You need to put
1: him in a slot. Can he do some stuff out of there? Sure, why not? The more you yeah, can do, not? the better. Uh, Micah Parsons got an interception on Gucci Danucci. Um, I think it was on an RPO that's that what, what they said
0: and if that's no. the case man that's really impressive because i mean especially if he was the apex defender like if he's the mm-hmm. guy that they're actually trying to manipulate if he was able to get back over and again we didn't see any of this so i don't know but if 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 he was able to get back uh uh over to the to i think it was uh uh fokey uh yeah uh, yeah that was that was the the, re- the receiver um the, the fact that he was able to you know trigger the quarterback to pull the ball and throw it with that meant that he was following the running backs motion and then was still able to get back over to his hook zone and, and, and pick that ball off. That's pretty impressive stuff. Man. And that's why you get these kind of like, yep. you know, it, it, a lot of people have been talking about cover three and about how uh, uh, it, it can be manipulated by RPOs and, 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 you know, you can be RPO to death. If you have athletic linebackers, it becomes a lot more difficult. Those those yep. those windows become tighter, and there's also you know different flavors of cover three that you can do to, to kind of help you know manipulate that as well. But I, I this, this things like this like that's really encouraging for that we have a linebacker that's that athletic. The last thing that we need to hit
1: on, uh, and I saved the best for last, uh, Ceedee Lamb's catch over oh, Anthony yeah. Brown. So uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now, but it was a, a throw. Dak got outside the pocket, threw the ball. I don't know, 40, 50 yards down the field to to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he, he's sprinting down the right sideline, and he's able, able to put his foot in the ground, jump up in the, in the air and make uh, just a ridiculous grab. This feels a little bit like early Des, right? I remember like, early Des. Yeah, like early Des at training camp where it's like, okay, every there's always somebody in practice that has a really good day, but it's every day. Dez is the star of practice, right? I've got a feeling we're gonna be we're gonna be having we're gonna be seeing that in Oxnard in a
0: couple months. I remember when Des, I was I was at, yeah, I was at I was at Dez's first training camp, and um, I remember like it. It was one of those things where you know the the team had a lot of really good players already, and this he didn't know what he was doing. Like, he didn't know how to play wide receiver at all, basically but he would do things every single day that mm-hmm. were just unbelievable. And and you saw it and you were like, this guy's going to be something special. And obviously he ended up being very special. So uh, yeah. And I don't see anything different with CD lamb. Uh, I think, honestly, I, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to end this segment without pointing out that the most impressive part without a doubt was CD lamb making that catch. It was unbelievable. The most important thing though, was that Dak was able to spin yeah. out of the pocket, run to his right, and throw a ball 50 yards down the field. And I didn't see a single hitch in his giddy-up. Nope. I didn't see any anything. Nope. He looks good. And that's very encouraging. That, that was easily the highlight of the day. I did think it was really
1: important that Mike McCarthy, before practice started, said that – He's seen so much growth in C.D. Lamb from year one to year two. Last year, they really only had him playing in the slot. They said now yeah. he's learning. He's, he's learned four different wide receiver positions. They're going to move him all, all around depending on the matchups. Sounds like the Cowboys, uh, they might have a superstar in their hands on C.D. Lamb. And it wouldn't surprise me, Landon. Like, you know, I'm the maybe the biggest Amari Cooper fan in the world. It wouldn't shock me at all if C.D.'s the better player pretty quickly. Like,
0: I think I think that's the ceiling here for C.D. Lamb. I've I, I marked it at the end of the at the end of the season. by the end of the season, it, it, it may be well before that. That's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun to see how that plays
1: out. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please, please, please continue to follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of the show.